0: Welcome back to the second hour of Tip Today. Huge amount of response to uh, both Mary and Liam. On the program this morning, we will get back to to that uh, a little later on. But thank you for that, and that's coming into us on oh eight three three double one double three double one. You can uh, call us, of course. It's a free phone number eighteen hundred nine three eight double o seven. And uh, needless to say, you can email at any time at all. That's tip today at tipfm.com. Now, how we view addiction has changed significantly in recent years, and because of that, how we approach the treatment of addiction has also changed. Well, Ashari in care is one of the countries most well-known addiction centres and they've been in existence for 40 years now can you believe Glad to be joined in the studio by Sarah Cassidy who is head of clinical services and Jerry Carroll who is head of recovery support services and you're both very welcome and thanks for coming in to us uh, today. Just off air we were making the point there that between the two of you you almost have 40 (laughs) <laughs> of experience <laughs> yes. in, in Ashiree. Sarah, can I go to you first of all just to maybe briefly look back on the 40 years because we've spoken about Ashiree several times in the program. We've spoken to Sister Eileen as well. But it's been an incredible incredible journey, hasn't it?
1: Oh, oh, Fran, it's absolutely remarkable. The organisation, you know, founded back in 1983, as you know, by Sister Eileen Fahi, and her vision and her dream to help people with addiction um, was the seed or the start of ASHIREE, but it's grown exponentially since then. So we still have our adult service in care, as you know, in Tipperary, and equally uh, adult service in Wexford, and then adolescent or young people are met with in Kilkenny. But now we've grown hugely, which Jerry will talk about, in Waterford with our um, secondary services in Washford. Now, historically, with ASHIREE, we tend to be brave and proactive and move with emerging needs and, dem- and trends. So our 40th birthday last Tuesday, which we celebrated in care, was incredible. But it also was the launch of our strategic plan 2024 to 2028, which is entitled One Step at Ad- a time. And the big piece around that is trying to move and shift with the emerging needs that people are coming with. People are in desperation, Fran, in regards to addiction. So families are suffering desperately from the horror of addiction. And we're here, our core purpose, to try and help move people from that horror of addiction into the freedom of recovery. And it's, it's very doable. We believe that recovery is possible for everyone. And we want to support people in that.
0: The, what you've been seeing over the past uh, couple of decades, Jerry. I mean, what what's changing out there in terms of addiction?
2: The age profile, like 40 years ago, <clears throat> presenting to any, you know, Asherie care 40 years ago, would have been sort of um, 40, 45 plus male. I mean, and most of it was actually alcoholism. So that has changed. Usually the age profile has dropped. Um, So we have much younger clients. Um, Alcohol has dropped slightly, but it is still top of the the rank. But uh, the use of cocaine and other, other drugs has risen hugely as well. And also now we're also getting an awful lot more females into treatment and presenting for treatment. So that's really good. And as a service, being able to provide residential treatment and detoxification for adolescents has been huge and that's been one of our huge um, really responses to a need, an emerging need and we are the only 12-step treatment centre in the country that deals and provides um, residential support for adolescents followed by a two-year aftercare programme.
0: Tell me a bit about the 12-step programme. I mean, is it the same... 12 steps, whether it's gambling, whether it's alcohol or drugs, it's the very same concept. Exactly the same program, yeah. yeah. And really, it's
2: about admitting that there is a problem and that you need help. And the steps work you through that support mechanism of that, you know, that you can't do it alone. You need support. And there are step by step by step to help you work through that. And... Whereas in the past it may you know, there may have been religious connotations to it. Mm. That's we talk more about, um, you know, you just can't do this on your own. Um, f- so, for us, it's really the higher power. It's the spiritual part of the program that we focus on.
0: Right. And these 12 steps, uh, they, this isn't AA 12 steps, is it? it? Is, yes, is it is. It
2: is. It's a very Minnesota model 12 yeah, step yeah. AA program. And it has been adapted to NA, GA, yes.
0: all the other fellowships. Yeah. A-, a leading question for you, Sarah but who gets addicted?
1: So, I mean, addiction is a remarkable illness in that. It doesn't care who you are, where you came from, what your situation is, in that anybody can be affected. Um, So we're seeing people coming from all over Ireland, every corner of Ireland um, in for help. And in a group at any one time that's in treatment, you can have, you know, a housewife sitting beside a guard sitting beside a chap who's been homeless in Cork for a period of time sitting beside. So we're talking literally your brother, your aunt, your uncle, your mum, your dad, anybody can be affected by addiction and all um, backgrounds. It makes Mm. no difference whatsoever. So we're there uh, to help anyone now one of the big changes that has occurred is that move from urban myth to rural so addiction is affecting every corner of ireland at this point so typically in care on a monthly basis we'd be working with people from at least 11 counties per group and so it's 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 immense when you think anybody can be affected
0: and are there common denominators between people who...
1: There are. Yeah. There certainly are. I mean, realistically, what we believe in ash is that addiction is a biopsychosocial illness. So it's what somebody... There is a biological element, mm. there is a social element, and there's a psychological element. But nobody knows how much those three pieces come together for the addiction to kick off. So there's no point in blaming one element or another. Uh, it's just fact. Mm. So you may see family... Um, generational addiction where, uh, you know, mum or dad struggled and then so did siblings or young children. Um, So you can see that. All right. Um, But you'll also it depends what somebody may or may not have been through in their lives. So there is that element around trauma and past trauma. And that's very much uh, at the forefront nowadays in treatment that we would look at a person's life Completely holistically, so every element of their life needs to be looked at in order to move into recovery because it's not just about putting the drink or the drug or the gamble down, it's the holistic piece of treatment that makes the huge difference and doing that in a safe environment where somebody is supported by a multidisciplinary team that are professional and educated in how to help people through this and families. So the families desperately need help, too, because where there's somebody addicted um, and needs help and needs treatment, the family are massively affected. At least ten people are, are adversely affected around a person uh, who's in addiction and they need an awful lot of help. So. Within our strat- strategic plan, one of our big priorities is around improving and increasing the family support work uh, as much as we possibly can to capture that. Yes. You know. is, is it tough,
0: Gerry? Because I'm always <clears throat> interested in this notion of intervention where somebody is confronted by... What it is they're doing, and maybe the effect it has on others. Is there an element of that to taking responsibility, or there's is that huge, too harsh?
2: No, no, there's a, there's a huge element of taking responsibility for yourself and your actions and your behaviors. Um, and that's sort of necessary to see it for what it is in order to move forward. Now, we do it in a very gently, gentle, respectful manner and the programme, the 12-step programme, allows for that. But you have to get a a grasp on, I suppose, the consequences of active addiction, not just for you, but those that you love too, those people. Like, we would very much see that for one person in addiction, active addiction, there's 10 people affected automatically. So, and the same as like, one person comes into a recovery, 10 people are affected straight away. So, like whole families, employers, you know, the, 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 um, the ripple effect of active addiction can be huge within whole communities, you know.
0: And if I present myself at uh, Ash IRE and I acknowledge that I have a, an addiction problem, what, what happens first of all? What happens, Sarah?
1: So, Fran, it's very straightforward. It's literally we will set up an assessment appointment and Mm. we'll do that with the person and ideally a family member or a loved one or somebody in their circle would accompany them. And we'll go through all the different life areas of difficulty and assess whether or not our level of care is what's needed. So our level of care is obviously residential addiction treatment. Um, And if somebody is appropriate for that, they may also require detox. So that means that the the alcohol use is so high or poly substance use is so high. So it can be benzodiazepines, opiates, uh, prescription Mm. medications, things like over the counter, norepinephrine. It can be such a range of things. People have huge difficulty stopping that and in a safe way. So what often people don't realize is that one of the most dangerous things to detox off is actually alcohol. So if somebody's using alcohol daily for a long period of time or a few times a week, their body is completely used to alcohol. And you take that away, the likelihood or risk of seizure is very high. And it can be quite dangerous and life threatening. So we provide a safe residential detox. We have 24-hour nursing care to help a person through that. So after assessment, if detox is necessary, we will um, give an admission date and the person would be met by the detox doctor, which we have a wonderful doctor, level two GP, and the nursing team. And we will have somebody come through that detox phase. And then they would begin the 28 day treatment if it's in the adult service. In the adolescent service, it's longer. They'll do detox initially and then 42 days of treatment. So um, the process itself is very straightforward. will involve the family or loved ones all the way through from the screening to the admission to the Wednesdays in treatment to Sundays and on into aftercare and recovery support. So it's you know, it is much more straightforward than it sounds. And mm. um, Once that phone call is made to our centralised number, that's it. The ball is rolling and we'll help any way we can. And certainly if we're appropriate, then we'll, we'll take action as quickly as we can. And
0: at person. what point is the person back into the community then? I mean, or what informs that decision to say somebody's ready to go back?
1: So our programme is set. It's a 28-day programme. But detox can vary. So that could be a week-long detox or it could be three weeks of yes. detox, depending on the person's need. So they may be with us in care for longer than 28 days, you know, a number of weeks. But once the treatment program is completed, they would return home. Where we saw a massive emerging need, and that was seen many years ago, uh, was in um Set up in Waterford, and that's as a result of this other need, which I'll let Jerry talk about.
0: Yeah, yeah
2: what about that? Jerry? Is that a follow on? Is, yes, is that what it's it is very much, we call it secondary treatment. And it was identified by the staff in Asherie, you know, many, many years ago that a lot of people, when they came into treatment, they did extremely well in the structure and the supportive um, setting of Asheri, but the, then they went home and then it starts to crumble sooner or later and then relapse was inevitable. So Asheri took the brave move at the time 20 years ago um, to set up Ash'iri Kemal and Waterford secondary treatment for those that were deemed or, or seen to be most... Um, you know that would uh, need additional support and yes. time so really the secondary treatment program is about number one reinforcing everything that's been learned in primary treatment building a really strong solid foundation of recovery and then looking at the different challenges that come up In early recovery, you know, so as Sarah said earlier, we are a holistic approach. So we deal with the person as a whole person. So we look at, um, you know, their abilities, their coping skills, uh, their living skills. We look at their vocational pathways. Um, We have an award winning training and education program. So really it's getting people back up on their feet and getting them back into employment Or giving them a sense of purpose, something to get up for every morning. Now our program is 24 weeks and then we have a carry on from that which we call sober living. So really as an organization we're offering clients who are most vulnerable high level support for a year which is completely necessary and our recovery rates are quite high as a result of that because we are dealing with the most vulnerable and they do need the most support but the outcomes are absolutely incredible. The other alternative to that is that we have a revolving door situation where people are in and out of treatment centres every couple of years and the cost to the economy and to our health service is absolutely incredible where a treatment and secondary treatment would cut out all that. So really, and we work very closely with the families as well. So it's not just that person. It's the person's partner, family, moms, dads, brothers, sisters. So as I said earlier, the impact of one person coming into recovery impacts 10 people. So, like, that's huge if you start thinking about how that ripples out again, you
0: know. And where the younger people are involved then in the Kilkenny Centre, are the same supports available to to them or how does that work? To to a proportion,
2: yes, yeah. over 18s, but unfortunately we haven't been able as yet to provide uh, uh, that prolonged service yes. to adolescents. It would be something that we are looking at strongly, um, but there is no service um, to provide that long term support for the adolescents, right? But, but we are you, you, you would at like
0: that. you would yes. like to see that. Yeah. Just off air, we were speaking about the the notion of multiple uh, addictions as well, Sarah, and obviously that's something you come across. Or is that a situation that if somebody deals with their alcoholism, that they will replace it in some way with an, addi- an addiction to something else, is that?
1: Yeah, no, certainly that's a big risk though, Fran. Yes. Where somebody may decide and they get well from alcohol, uh, they've had treatment, they're clean, they put alcohol down. It can be a big risk of cross addiction where somebody will begin uh, compulsive gambling and replace the addiction or Sex addiction or shopping or over exercise or overwork, there can be many elements of cross addiction or uh, over to prescription medications or pain medication and on into illicit substances. So the risk of, of cross addiction is very high, very high. We'd have many people in the past um, prior to actually putting in place massive education around cross addiction uh, that would have come back, they've got clean from alcohol and come back for treatment for compulsive gambling.
0: And uh, we were talking about Russell Brand earlier on this morning. God knows the whole world appears to be talking about Russell Brand at the moment, but he has openly admitted himself that he's a sex addict or he has been a sex addict. I mean, is that an addiction you come across? in in Certainly, I mean,
1: we don't treat it as a primary addiction in Ashiree because we don't feel that we're qualified in that area. But you would often find it presenting as a secondary issue to the primary addiction that somebody is presenting with, or you would see it at a later stage. So where you may not have seen that as being an issue in primary treatment, you'll certainly see it emerging. Later, as somebody's moved into recovery from their primary addiction, it comes to light that relationships are an issue, uh, sexual pornography, um, various things like that will emerge as being an issue. And again, then that's a huge problem. It's going yes. to affect a person's life dramatically in the same way as the substance did.
0: You alluded to substances like nurofen and uh, and the like as well. Is that becoming a big issue? Is that yeah uh, certainly
1: codeine addiction is a massive problem, and it's not spoken about a great Deal, but we would have people come to us for help, and needing detox from codeine that was pur- purely and primarily uh, norfen plus or sopidine over the counter from the chemist, and so people going from chemist to chemist through the locality, you know, sourcing that level of codeine, and yeah it's a big problem big problem the other big issue that we're having that's not often spoken about are individuals going to the gp and maybe prescribe benzodiazepines or things like valium xanax and things like that
0: antidepressants
1: or, yeah. no not the antidepressants but more the um the benzodiazepines are like muscle relaxants oh, yes. and it's yeah. anti-anxiety yeah. type uh, medication and that might be very appropriate initially, but they're hugely addictive. And for that cohort that may be struggling, then it can become a very big problem. Um, and the prescriptions are quite difficult to come off. And benzodiazepine detox is actually quite long. Uh, it can be three weeks uh, that it requires to come off benzodiazepines. So they're, they're not spoken about a great deal, but they're prescribed liberally. Yes. Around the country. And,
0: and gambling we hear is being a huge, particularly with online, I suppose. Yeah, at the absolutely. Is, is that your experience like a as well? You
1: see. Fran, so? it it's right at the touch of a button. Yeah, of you know, it so is it's yes. on these phones. Yeah. The same way is, and I'll speak about that in regards to the drug accessibility, but the gambling is so insidious because nobody realizes it's going on until it's a massive problem for, for a cohort of people. For For some, that's no problem. Great. But for a cohort nobody realizes until the housewife or mum has gone to the to the checkout in Aldi or Tesco or wherever, and, and the card is declined, and that is that's that story happens over and over and over again, and the shopping cart has to be left at the at the counter, and the and the children not fed, etc. I mean, it's just horrendous. We have people losing farms, losing houses, losing businesses, losing pubs, losing. You know what I mean? Because gambling is such a massive problem.
0: It's frightening, isn't it, for people listening this morning, Jerry, out there who. May themselves be affected, or indeed, be, uh, could be espoused or, or or what? What what would you say to them, particularly where all you have to offer in ASHRE is concerned?
2: Well, firstly, you know the strong message is that you're not alone. Um, pick up the phone, and as an organisation, we have the array of services to support you where you're at. So we will meet you wherever you are, and we we, we can support you. We believe that recovery is possible for everyone. And as an organization, we have the responses to meet those needs. And, you know, the fear and the stigma and the shame that's attached to addiction, that can be broken. And we as an organization are actively, you know, this is why we're here this morning. We're breaking the stigma, you know, um, and recovery is possible. We can help you get into recovery, pick up the phone
0: and we can help you from there. And just for clarity, you've seen people turn their lives around, Sarah. Oh, you friend,
1: you've never seen anything like the miracles. Honestly, no. miracles. I'm you would seventeen dismantle. years I in, in Ash Ivy, seventeen years, and I've seen the most incredible turnarounds in people yeah. from every walk of life, and get their life back and actually be happy again. So, you know, to see somebody coming back on Medallion Day, which is a celebration we do when somebody's a year in recovery, to see them coming back and the smiles and the families are together, families that you thought were never going to manage to get through, you know, and come back together or all back together and to just see the peace of mind on people's uh, faces. I mean, sure, that's that's worth gold.
0: And there is a phone number. There is a central yep, phone so number. There? Phone yes, a centralised phone number.
1: So it's 52 And from that number, we can access all services within Ash IRE in the four counties.
0: Okay, and again that number, Sarah?
1: 52 7, double four, double one,
0: double six. All right. And if you're scrambling for a pen now, uh, Emma will have that and we'll give it out to you again a little bit uh, later on. Well, the very best of luck for the next five years, I'm sure. You know, at the at the risk of it, and, you know, I know addiction is a terrible problem, but it's a fascinating work because it's work with human beings, isn't it? Yeah. And everybody's an individual. So oh,
1: it's just incredible, though, Fran. You know, to, no day is the same. Yes. No day is two days are the same. I'm there 17 years and I love going to work because the people that we meet are remarkable people. And I I, I love people. That have gone through addiction, they're generally the best in the world, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, it's an amazing, yeah. uh, amazing. You,
0: you, you, you're nodding furiously at that, Jerry. Uh,
2: no, you 100%. Go yeah. um, I, I have nothing but complete and utter um, respect, number one, and uh, admiration for people who have hit rock bottom and have fought back who have fought to, you know, for a lot of people, and we see this every day, people going into detoxification and they're half dead. You know what I mean? Addiction has absolutely ravaged every part of their life and with time, support, and a safe environment and love and care that we provide, they can get their lives back. They can get their families back. And like, it's To be privileged and to be honoured to be part of that journey for for any one client to see them grow and take back complete charge of and we in Waterford like we we have the longer view and we see you know young men and young women you know get on with their lives hold down full-time employment have families you know really fulfilled meaning meaningful lives it's an honour and it's a privilege to be part of their journey. It really is. Um, recovery works. That's the message.
0: Well, it was fantastic to, to chat to you both. And uh, thank you for coming in to us and the very best of luck where Asharee is concerned going forward. So once more, that number is 52 744 That's right, Sarah, isn't it? That's
1: great. Thanks, All right. Frank. Thanks
0: very much. We'll take a fun. break. We'll be going live to Cashel in just a few moments' time.
2: Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry in association with Slattery's of Pecan,
1: Tipperary's main peugeot dealer. Slatteries Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over fifty years in the Premier County. SlatteriesGarage.ie.